how does one need to show up in order to create a context for people to be the best versions of themselves and do their best work? What are the practical skills and tools that boost one's practice of leadership in order to do that? These are the challenges that we as leadership practitioners approach every day as we observe and coach people in all kinds of roles, in all levels of organizations, and at organizations of various sizes. In this podcast, we'll share our experiences, the experiences of the people we support, and what we see as working. I'm Jonathan Rosenblatt. And I'm Marlene Jabrowski. Welcome to the Leadership Practitioner Podcast. Hey, JR. Hey, Marlene. So we've been talking a lot, covering a lot of ground, a lot of topics in our past 10 episodes. Can you believe it? Episode number 10. 10. Holy moly. And we've been getting some feedback from our listeners about how some of these topics are, wait for the drum roll, really hard. (laughs) That this is a really, really hard stuff to do. So I was thinking, and I'm going to get your uh, feelings about this, but we could spend some time today talking about that. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is hard. Like just thinking about the last couple of episodes, like zooming in and zooming out. Yeah, that's kind of hard. Or holding context of a space or holding space for discovery. Yeah, that one is hard too. I'm thinking also about the way that we often talk about building that kind of mental muscle to respond rather than react. Oh, hey, (laughs) I'm thinking of the episode in question. I actually talked about how hard that was and how as practitioners, we're not teaching this stuff as if it's just a cognitive process where you learn it and go, okay, there, I know it. Now it's easy. But we're specifically using the word practitioner. And we said this at the beginning, but we weren't kidding (laughs) because it's literally the doing of it that we discover the ways in which it's hard for ourselves in particular. In fact, that's one of the things that we set out uh, when we were originally starting to kind of piece the framework out and thinking about all of these things in understanding that the doing is the hard part. One of the reasons why we ended up distilling all of these practices, like the eight practices of the framework down to only those eight and even in their names, making them simple, at least for me, was because it's like, well, if you can at least make the way of thinking simple, that makes the practice so much easier because the practice in and of itself is difficult. If both the concept and the practice was difficult, the likeliness of you doing that, you know, of doing something with that would be quite slim. So yeah, I mean, even though it, it would sound like when we talk about the eight practices of the framework, or, you know, just like, let's pick one, shift mindset. Well, sure, that sounds simple to do until you go and you practice it. And then you kind of realize, well, wow, um, that's a lot harder than it seems. Yeah, and it probably is easier in certain circumstances. And yet the moment that we most need it, almost by definition, tend to be the exact situations where it's the hardest to do because, of course, oh, hey, we're distracted by the situation itself and we're most likely to return to our old habits. So if we're trying to shift mindset, we're trying to act in this way that is 
either a completely new way for ourselves or a tweak on an old way that we were acting, the moment that the stressors hit, the moment that the day is a particularly challenging day or it's a particularly critical conversation, those are exactly the moments when almost certainly we can be knocked on our butts by the (laughs) challenge of doing it in the moment. So that idea then that there's this framework that is something that in our downtime, when we're not completely, you know, not in the moment when we're completely stressed, but we can learn it, the, the intention behind that, and I'm thinking back when my idea of my backpack, that bare minimum I traveled with, th- those were the tried and the true. It didn't have to be really cool. It didn't have to be creative. In the moment, I could always do something. And now you and I have been talking about that. And the language or the metaphor that's coming up for me is sort of these are different facets. They're a way of, instead of being overwhelmed by a situation, a complexity of working with people, but there are these facets. And I just have to grab one, right? It's not even like I have to start it like a beginning and work my way to an end. I can just say, well, what is it about connecting and empathizing with others that I could improve here? Or what is it about my intention? Even if I just am floundering, you can't, you can't see on the podcast, but I'm waving my arms around here. If I'm floundering for something in that moment because of, of life and the pressure and the stress and the, the thought processes are just, it's not becoming clear, I can grab any one of those pieces of the framework and I can look at my situation through that facet and it will begin to help me untangle it. I think one, and actually speaking of shifting mindset, one of the things that I, I, I literally actually just had this conversation with a coachee not, not too long ago around this idea of, well, yeah, like it's a lot of work. We got into this very interesting conversation. The reason why I bring it up in terms of shifting mindset is because through the conversation, it ended up being that the focus was on, like it seemed like a lot of work because there was a natural inclination to think about, and again, this is the mindset piece, to think about, well, when I'm done this thing, when I'm done doing mindset shifting. And it seemed like so insurmountable. It's like, wow, that's like, that's a big and a hard thing to do. And we worked through the conversation around, well, what if you were to shift the mindset about shifting the mindset in this case, that it's not actually about the destination. It's not about being able to do the thing, but rather the journey that you went on to be able to do that, right? And the conversations that you had along the way, the skills that you you learned, the practice that you did over and over and over again. And if you could break those down and kind of focus on the, I think you mentioned this, Marlene, in a previous uh, conversation, the, the continuousness of it, and into these smaller instances of practicing when you're practicing over time, yeah, it's a lot of work, but it actually gets easier because you've broken it down. You're focusing on in the moment and, and the journey of how you got there, doing the best that you can with that, and then seeing, okay, well, what's the next step? And where can I go from here? And all of a sudden, you know, at least I can see it in this in this coachee, the sort of like the weight almost looked like came off of uh, off of their shoulders because it was like, whoa, you know, this is a continuous practice. And the practice of it is what makes it permanent. So it's not this big thing that you got to do like this one time and it feels like a lot of work and like, oh my gosh, I can't, like I can't, I can't, I can't. Shifting the thinking around doing it as often as you can 
is what ultimately made it possible. I'm thinking too about coaches who are in those situations where also they've been able to take some weight from their shoulders, where if they're calling themselves leaders, they should have, that, that inner voice should have, always already done. And we were doing some work to shift that way of thinking. And instead, I use the metaphor of a forest. So if, if you're sort of thinking, okay, well, when, when's the best time to plant a forest? Well, obviously, the best time to plant a forest is, you know, 60 years ago or, you know, 600 years ago. <laughs> if you want to enjoy the fact that it's a forest, yeah. Right, right. When's the second best time to plant a forest then? Or really, for all intents and purposes, if you haven't planted the forest, when is the best time to plant it? Well, the answer is right now. But do you plant it? All, all million trees all at once? No, you plant it tree by tree. And so that idea that the best time to plant a forest is decades ago or, or centuries ago, and then the next best time, and for all human practical purposes, the best time is to do it right now. If we apply how we approach the framework from that metaphor, it's when is the best time to become a practitioner? Well, you know, before this current situation that's driving me completely bonkers and I need to use all these skills so that I can show up as the leader who I want to be so that I can create the context for the people around me so they can show up as the best versions of themselves. Okay. Well, we know, you know, we, we are who we are and we're showing up with what we're showing up. So when then is the best time to practice this? Well, right now. And are we going to practice all of the strategies in the whole world? Or can we instantly plant that for us? No, no, we can't. But can we pick one or two facets and ask ourselves, just mentally pause a moment and let that weight shift from our shoulders? right? Let a lot of that judgment, a lot of that, like it just, it doesn't serve us in the moment and say, well, which, which one of these, if I can only pick one right now, if I've got enough attention for one, what, what could that be? And it might just even be the thing that comes to mind. Go with it and see how in that one moment, your practice shifts just a little bit. And then also putting yourself signposts along the way to remind yourself that you are in fact making progress. Mm -hmm. Rather than looking at just that end result, that destination, it's being very deliberate about putting in like mile markers on a highway so that you know you are moving forward and you are making a difference in your ability to be the leadership practitioner that you are aspiring to be. Mm -hmm. To take that time to celebrate the wins, which... In order to celebrate them, first you have to notice them. There has to be a little bit of a pause to just observe it and go, huh, okay. So that isn't the same as how it used to be. This is different. And okay, this over here, yeah, this might actually be the same, right? I feel it's familiar. Sometimes it's useful to sort of think about a spiral, you know, so maybe it's not a circle and I'm right back, but could I possibly be further up this spiral or in a different place? And then just take a moment to really thank yourself for showing up for yourself in that way. I think that that's, that's an important practice that I try to build into my everyday. Yeah. And thereby you're actually practicing inner practice number two, which is enabling learning and improvement. That reflexive habit to review and to see what's working, what's still serving you, what's not serving you. And choose to take that information and rather than just realizing, okay, 
So I've inventoried it, but choosing to actually do something about it, to, to set an intention around implementing what you just learned, which of course gets us into a very interesting question that often comes up as well in the learning circles, which is, well, when do you actually learn? Is this absorbing all the information or absorbing the data that you got from your reflection exercise? Is that learning? Is it implementing the data and, and doing something about it? I claim that it's the latter. Like when you're doing the thing, you're practicing, you're reflecting, right? So that you can enable learning and improvement. You're setting an intention around learning and improvement and then collecting that data, that rich feedback, and then using that for another round of improvement. Now you're learning. Now you're practicing this stuff. And slowly and surely, things build up on each other. And you're becoming better and better iteratively and incrementally. And this is why we use the expression practice makes permanent. So you're familiar with the practice makes perfect. Our twist on it is the practice makes permanent. It's not just getting to a state of perfection, because frankly, that perfection state doesn't exist, if only because the world around us is going to keep changing. So we need to change in response to it. And the practice then is not there to get us to this end point, you know, that that metaphor of the journey, you know, to get there. The, the practice is to allow us that comfort and confidence that we've got these permanent new habits in place that will allow us to create conditions around ourselves that will allow the people around us to show up as the best versions of themselves more effectively. Does that mean that the next day there's not something to learn? No, there's going to be something to learn. <laughs> I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Well, I think the important part of, of that last point there, Marlene, is to realize that you're always going to get something, like something will always happen. And you can choose to think about it as like, ugh, another thing I have to deal with, another situation where, you know, I'm going to have to show up as a leader. You could think about it that way. But if you're truly embracing this idea of learning and improvement and in being intentional about it and stuff like that, to me, those are opportunities. Those are invitations to show up and practice what you've learned so that you can get more data and then do it all over again. I mean, I say this, but that in and of itself is a mindset shift around the opportunities that come your way. So totally agree with you. The learning doesn't stop. It's how, or the, I should say the opportunities don't stop. It's how you look at those opportunities. And do you take the opportunity to practice in those opportunities that to me truly makes the difference between, you know, someone who wants to learn and someone who wants to be a practitioner? Thank you for listening to the Leadership Practitioner Podcast. We invite you to share your thoughts on this episode and your thoughts on how you practice leadership. Join us in the Leadership Practitioner Connection, our community of like-minded practitioners who aspire to create a context for people to be the best versions of themselves and do their best work. You can find it at leadershippractitioner.org slash connection. Mm -hmm.